learning happens when all things come together and what can only be described as perfect chaos. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Perfect Chaos Podcast. It's Rhonda and David. Together we make up the Perfect Chaos team. Perfect Chaos not only represents how we started this, but also who we are. Rhonda is an assistant professor of education at a local university, and I'm a program director and professor at a nearby community college. Our backgrounds are diverse and ranging from sociology, criminal justice, fire and emergency medical services to emergency management, and together, education. And this comes together into our Perfect Chaos. This week, we're going to talk about the assignment that is seen everywhere, but everyone seems to hate it. You know the assignment. It's the discussion boards. As teachers, we are trying to get students to interact with each other and engage with the material, so we ask them to read and respond. What we typically end up with are either multiple variations of the same post or a few really good posts and a lot of I agree posts. This week, we're going to try going to try to get to the heart of what we're looking for with the discussion post. And Ron is going to share a new way she's been doing discussion posts that may be helpful to you. We'll be right back with this discussion after our messages from our sponsor. We are Rhonda and David, and this is our perfect chaos. So in the next 200 words, we're going to discuss the discussion board. 200 words. Okay. Maybe a little bit more. You can't even say your name in 200 words. But you do get 600 points on the SAT. For what? <laughs> Signing your name. I don't know. I didn't take the SAT. I didn't either. That's what everybody says. I think it's because your base score is 600 points. So oh. <laughs> you sign your name and you get 600 points. Okay. I think that's really... Someday we'll do a podcast on your humor. It's great humor. <laughs> it's something. It's something. So we're going to discuss the discussion boards. Yes. In more than 200 words. Yes, with but more than I agree. I agree. You don't ever agree that easily. But I did just then. I don't think... I, I don't think any of us that have been around education for any... have any qualms understanding what we're talking about right now. But, you know, so with the move towards online education... One of the key things has been interaction. And the one way that we all see interaction, or at least that I've seen interaction through mine, is every week you have to have an original discussion post answering this question. With, and then respond to two peers. And then respond to two peers. With something substantive. Something substantive. Which ends up being, I agree with your post about such and such because you stated such and such. It's a rewrite of the same post over and over and over again. And so <laughs> in this instance, we're trying to take something that was previously done in the classroom. Right. And move it to either the hybrid setting or the online setting altogether. <clears throat> right. And I, I do think it's important that we think about it in that, in that way. Discussion posts are what we do just with interaction in a normal classroom. It's the discussions we have. That's what we're trying to foster, right? One of the big complaints about online courses a lot of times is that they seem to have, um, the the professor seems to have the set it and forget it, right? To use that old infomercial. 
uh, thing that we all used to watch. You don't remember set it and forget no, it? No, I remember it. I just tried to remember what product it was for. It was for like 10 different products. Just set it and forget it. So we know that our students want more from us, right? We also know <laughs> if you've studied online learning, um, if you've looked at student reviews, student evaluations, um, instructor reviews, anything like that, one of the problems we have is people feel really isolated. Um, so the discussion board postings have kind of come about as a way to bridge that gap, right? The point is to get the students to engage with each other about the information, just like we do in the classroom, right? The problem is I can take the same question that I ask in the classroom in front of people, put it in a discussion board post, and get zilch. Whereas I can get some good discussion in the classroom, it's just <coughs> a different world when we go online. Um, and so one of the things that I had noticed, cause I've tried, <laughs> God, I've tried everything I could think of with discussion board posts. Uh, and I mean, we're not just talking undergrads here. I teach grad students too. It's not, you know, I teach teachers, people that are currently teachers. So they're assigning discussion board posts. You know, I've tried the, nobody can see anybody else's post until they've written their post. Because that theoretically will help you get more variance in your posts as opposed to one or two people that wrote really good posts and Everybody 20 people those. that reworded those one or two really good posts. The problem is students will go in, jot some notes about what they think, post it. As soon as it posts, it opens it up and then they go back and edit it based on what everybody else has said. Um, so that's one problem. Then we tell them to respond to each other because the world is not a vacuum, right? We're, we're really not. <laughs> I really want you to learn something outside of what you already knew, outside of your own point of view. Um, so we ask them to respond to each other, and that's where we get the, I agree. That's a really good point. That was really well stated. Now, you know, one of the things about discussion, when we're when we're together, just, just like right now, you know, we script a lot of, our sessions here to a certain point, right? And then we follow the rabbit holes and that's, but that's kind of what the discussion in the classroom is. Right. is you know, I, you know, somebody props up a, a, you know, tosses up a softball of a question, you know, what is the meaning of life? And, you know, the first person goes into their route. And then after that, somebody takes on the next aspect. And, and theoretically the, answer continues to build each and every one of those. Right. And and again, trying to mimic that on the online setting, that is the idea as well. And, and I've been in a couple of those classrooms where when you have a good group of students, uh, you know, in this case, I was a student, but, you know, I've been in a couple in which we did actually do what they were talking about. And, you know, I've learned a considerable amount because it's like, well, you know, I didn't necessarily take it as that because you and I both know we can lay a question down and you take it 180 degrees. Didn't we do that on the last podcast? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
You but, set it up for one thing, and I went a whole other direction. A whole different direction, and, and you even mentioned that. But, you know, we could take the same words and have a complete different view, which is one of the reasons why, you know, anytime you get into constitutional discussions like that, you get two different people in the room, and they're going to interpret it two different ways. And so, Oh, this is kind of like when our children were little, and I would go to Jimboree and shop and come out with Jimboree cash. And I was so excited because I had gym bucks that I could save money on my next purchase. You were never as excited. <laughs> this is yet another example. So, so we're, we're on online discussion board questions. Have yeah. nothing to do with gym bucks. I'm but, just saying. Yeah, you know. But so why is it that we lose that? Well, actually, let's, let's back up. So what are we actually trying to get at when we assign these discussion posts? Um, I think the heart of the discussion post is the same. Now, I'm perfectly aware that sometimes these discussion posts are done because we know that, or we're being told by someone above us, that, you know, an online course has to have one one substantive assignment a week, right? And so that becomes the discussion board post. I get that. Um, <coughs> you know, I I know I have heard from people where their registrars have a rule that you have to check. Of course, with all the LMS, at least with the ones that the one that I have, uh, and I know the one you have too, because I've worked on that side. You can go in and see how much time the students have spent in the class. Um, and I know there are some institutions where you have to have something where they have to log in and engage at least once a week, right? Um, and especially when you start looking at graduate classes, you know, if you're doing a big research project, a discussion board post may be all you need once a week because you're really working towards a project. Um, so I do understand that those things are in existence and they're there. Um, but I think in general, when people are assigning discussion board posts, we're really just trying to recreate that learning that happens kind of off the cuff in a classroom as we work through. Um, I do think there are some some battles that we just have to fight when we do that. Uh if your discussion board posts are due on Sunday and your students have to respond, well, it's really hard for them to respond if three-fourths of the class doesn't do them until Sunday night. Well, you know, I, I do think we do, we face some battles. Um, things like tone, you know, how many times have we had a student really upset about tone in an email or a discussion board posting or something only to be told, no, it's okay. Like, remember, there's not any... Nonverbal. There's no no nonverbal cues, right? And so for a while, everybody put in smiley faces, except your smiley face gets seen as sarcastic, right? And you know, not not everybody put that. And so you get others that are like, "Well, you, this is an academic. We're supposed to be professional and all this right. other stuff." And then I actually had professors that actually put that as like, "Hey, don't forget that you know the one thing that's not seen here is the intent behind it. So go ahead and put emojis in here. Right. And it's like somebody that doesn't use them on a regular basis. Like, well, you know, which one should I put? Cause there's 9,000 of them out there. So, you know, you, you brought up a good point that 
uh, with discussion boards, you know, we do have a, a deadline and a lot of people, you know, put them to the very end. And, uh, you know, cause one of my things in thinking about this is in the classroom, we ask the question and we don't sit there and go, okay, Rhonda, what is your answer? Okay, Bob, what is your answer? Okay, right. Dan, what is your answer? Okay, Susie, what is your answer? We say, okay, guys, you know, this is the question. And then you have the first person that's willing to pipe up answer. And then person two is really kind of playing off of that. And that kind of creates that or opens up that creative side that starts to de- dive deeper. But in on the online setting, we say because we require that and we, you know, the question would be in some places, you know, your original post has to be done by Thursday at midnight so that everybody has to answer. Right. Do days respond? You know, would it be better to assign a discussion board? Okay, Rhonda, you have the principal response to this, and it's got to be, it is due by Wednesday. Everybody is responsible for uh, diving deeper into that. And then, so everybody's going to be graded. It's the interaction. Right. And, and there is, you know, it's hard to grade discussion post responses. It's hard to grade the responses when you're asking people to respond to others um, because it is such a, such a weird, crazy thing, you know, um, because we don't necessarily see and know. Whereas you know the students in your classroom, when you ask the question, you know who typically, you know who's going to be the first one to respond. Right. And typically you know who's going to be really shy and may not say anything at all until we're five or ten minutes into the discussion. But in an online discussion board post, we don't know that. Um, And then we set up all the rules to go with the online discussion board post. Uh, You know, it has to be so many words. Now, I am one of those people that I hate having a word count. People spend as much time or more time counting, counting the words. words. Now, granted, it's easier now, you know, because you I was just say, do you in. remember when words started counting the words like, automatically? Yay. Like, that was huge. Right. And then when you could highlight a section and just count the words so that it didn't get, like, your title page and your references. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all, all of you um, young babies that don't remember, we used to actually sit and count words, count the words on the page. I remember having hand. to write, yep. when you wrote it out, at the end of each line, you're like 19, 27, yep. 16, and you, you add it up. Yeah, uh, that was, ugh. But, you know, so those arbitrary lines are basically an end goal, and so it's one of those thoughts that, hey, I get to 200 words, and I'm done. Right. I've, I've done what I've had to do, and so that's all I'm going to put. And so therefore, Therefore, you don't really get anything. Now, I understand you don't want them to be like, yeah, this is blah, blah, blah. Have 10 words down there and be done. Right. Well, and it's, um, you know, I get asked the question very often. uh, And I have totally changed the way I do discussion boards. And I'm going to kind of share that tip a little bit later on in the the episode. Um, But one of the things that I have done is when people say, well, how long is my discussion board supposed to be? You have to answer the question. Answer the question. Like, that's... What am I asking? 
You can normally tell how long the discussion board post needs to be if you look at the question that's being asked. Is it a simple, just spew out some knowledge question? Is it a spew out some knowledge and tell me how you would utilize the knowledge? Is it a spew out some knowledge and analyze some data? Like, read the question, answer the question. You know, um, and that was that was probably the first change that I made to discussion board postings. Because uh, I got tired of trying to figure out how many words I felt like they needed to answer the questions. And so I'd go 200 and they'd get halfway through a thought and get to 200 and they'd finish the sentence and that was it. And I could tell that they were on the right track, but we weren't getting to the thought. Um, or I'd go 250, you know, and then I'd have, you know, three or four kids in a class that were writing eight, nine hundred thousand, two thousand words. You know, it... Not everybody's going to answer the question the same. Right. You and I aren't even going to answer the question the same. No. So, uh, for me, that was one of the first steps I took was to take out that arbitrary, or eat my even better one was when, and this happened in an online course I was taking. I said, write two paragraphs. I was like, okay, two paragraphs. <laughs> That's um. Okay. How you many could, sentences is that? Like, what is, you know. You, you could have a massively long thousand word paragraph. and I've seen some essays that were one paragraph and they were four and a half pages long. Now, granted, that was really poor writing. But, you know, two paragraphs. You know, I can remember when our daughter was starting to learn the process of writing sentences and paragraphs and a paragraph was five sentences i can remember when i was in high school a paragraph was seven sentences you know so that's arbitrary i mean so i, I kind of think about this very similar to i want to use this a uh, running analogy here uh, just because we've been going to our son's track meets uh, here recently and, uh, You're going to talk about running. I am going to talk about running. Okay, uh, I'm very, out. You know, well, no, but <laughs> but I mean, watching it, you you know, you hear the coaches say the same thing. You know, uh, on the hundred hundred meter dash, or really any of the runs, you know, the goal is a hundred meters. But in reality, to win, you're running a hundred plus because you want to be at full speed when you cross that finish line, which means you're ultimately jogging, right? you know, 10, 20 more meters. Right. To, to, Just like but, we used to tell. But uh, the goal is 100 meters, and so you theoretically can slow down. Right. Well, I mean, it's that same concept in football, run through the end zone. Right. Or in softball and baseball. Or play through the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not that you celebrate right before. <laughs> yeah, please don't celebrate before you get there and drop the ball. Um, not that that's happened in the past few years. Uh, but, you know, I can remember when – Alyssa played softball, run through the bag, run through first base and to the right, hook it to the right. You know, don't slow down on your way. When you're heading home, run through home plate. You know, it, it is that concept of keep going um, until you finish the goal. Right. Right. And in this case, the goal is in this case, the goal answering is answering the question. question. Um, but I do think the intention 
behind the discussion post is not for it to be the torturous device that people seem to think. Oh my God, I got to go home and do my discussion board. Right? Um, even our own kids say that because they've got discussion board posts for some of their face-to-face classes. Uh, I know Alyssa's had some in AP and she's like, ugh, I have to do another discussion board post. I hate these things. And I'm like, but why do you hate them? Well, because it's pointless. As We're all as, saying the same thing. As long as I get it put in, I get it. Right. Great. Right. So I, I do feel like that's become part of the problem is the intent is really good. The execution, maybe not so much. Theory and practice. Theory and practice. You know, theory behind it is great. We're going to get the, you know, we're, we moved to this different setting. We're going to get the interaction. But because it's just a arbitrarily put in there thing, write 200 words, respond to two people. And I've, I've even had to the point of your initial has to be 200 words. Your, and I, and I your response has, has to be, be 75. A, right. Yeah. And, you know, going to do the same thing. You know, you're putting it in Microsoft Word, you're typing it out, you're going to hit that 75, you're going to copy and paste, and you're going to go on about your business. Right. And it's even better if you have to put your reference in there and the reference actually counts for your word total. Right. (laughs) Because we all know that APA formatting gives you quite a few words if you uh, format correctly. Yes, it does. um, So ultimately, you know, a discussion board, it has, you know, it, it should be... It, it, it should be another tool to engage students. Right. Um, and I think that's what the thought process behind it is, for the most part. Um, I think some of that gets derailed by the fact that we do get these, either the Sunday school answer or the I agree. And, and that's pretty much it. Um, and I think we get them for two different reasons. Or maybe several different reasons, maybe more than two. I think the Sunday school answers, and what I consider to be a Sunday school answer, is when you repeat the question that I just asked and give me your feedback on it that matches everything I've said everywhere in the class. You know, I, I, I don't, I mean, I've said this a ton when we talked about raising kids. I really don't need a lot of little parroted me's running around. That's not a thing. Um, and that's not world, what academics is. No, the it's, world does not need more Ron Blevins running around. I promise you, one is more than enough. You could have negated that. That would have been the nice husbandly thing to do there, dear. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Why do you think that, uh, you know, because of this, especially once we get to the responses in the classroom, I, I'm not going to say that it's easy, but it's almost easier to go, Hey, I don't necessarily look at it like this. And I don't know if it's like a, a, a less threatening environment being able to see that, but why, you know, in, in my experiences, having the individual that's willing to say, I don't really agree with you here. And this is why doesn't tend to happen there. It's like, we're scared that, because we're putting it in writing like it's an attack or something like that. But well, and I think that's part of it. Um, I also think that there is a level of comfort with being able to see the faces of the people you're talking to. Um, you know, even in our online classes, think about how much it changes when you make your students 
put a picture of themselves. You know, I used to, when I was teaching community college, I used to tell them, I was like, I don't care, but just put a picture of you. I said, it doesn't need to be a professional f- photograph. I would prefer it not be the duck lip selfie that you took in the bathroom, you know, but as long as all your parts are covered, I, I want to see your face. You know, if you think back to when we've talked about um, the the virtual classes we've been teaching in Zoom and Teams or Skype or whichever aspect you want to use, that concept of teaching to little black boxes. I mean, you and I have said multiple times how much harder it is to teach to those little black boxes and have no feedback. And I think that's why you're having less of students that will come up with something different in those settings because they can't see you and they can't see your face and they can't see, you know, we do give a lot of cues as we're teaching in front of a face-to-face class just by our body language, by how we're talking to, to people. So I think the fact that they can't hear us and they can't see us, it makes a big difference um, as far as getting the agree and disagree. So here recently I just completed the squadron officer college requirements for the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last portion they actually transferred it away from a specific specific area went to a to a academic university to host it, and while it was still the military instructors, they went to a lot of their format. And so, for some of the classes, we had a very similar discussion board for the. So some of them were purely online, uh, self paced. You you finished modules, but then there were others that they considered facilitated courses, which were instructor led, and you had specific requirements to meet. And so some of them, and it was actually unique. Uh, way is the first time I'd ever seen it done this way is like in one session so a lot of the coursework actually built there were several different tracks but and in one of them you would have to actually create a video Uh and or an audio depending on which one it was but you create a video and your video was actually the response to whatever the question was and then in the second which was the facilitated portion everybody had to go in and record their video in response to that. So you actually had. Right. And my guess is, and I mean, I don't know because I didn't watch you do it and didn't for sure didn't log in and look at your classes because <laughs> I had too much other stuff going on. But um, my guess is you got a whole lot more on those discussion board posts than you did. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it we had people like, you know, in some of these overseas in Germany at Randstad, you know, People from across the uh, across the globe coming together because we were all having to complete this requirement, uh, and we we did it online. And you know, each one of us would have you know, we had to respond. To, you know, the same thing. I think we had to respond at least two. Um, but uh, in each one of them, uh, you know, we tended to have most of the class actually respond. And then the instructor would actually jump in there as well, and which was right. actually one of the biggest things, and, and actually respond to the responses of a lot, which was, you know. And so we ended up having that classroom discussion across the globe. Right. And I think um, some of the things that, that you've said in there also go to this. When I go back and read discussion board posts, uh, prior to this change that I've made that uh, I call discussion masters in class. But um, 
there were a lot of cookie cutter answers. There were a lot of short, short, sweet, to the point kind of deal. Um, and I think part of that is based on our grading scheme. Because when we have discussion boards in a class, typically they don't count for much. Discussion boards are maybe 10%, quizzes might be 25%, tests are, you know. So we're shooting ourselves in the foot on the front end. Because when we place that little importance on them in the grading scale, that means the students are going to place that little importance on them in the world. It's like, I'm just going to do them so I can get... So they're going to do them the night before. And so that's I think that's a, that is a contributing factor. The other contributing factor is instructor presence. Um, and it goes back to that. <coughs> those set it and forget it classes. It's not enough to just go in and grade. Right? If you want your discussion boards to, to really work, you've got to be interactive with them. Um... Now, sometimes that is in the form of private feedback on a post. As you're doing grades, sometimes it's going to be, you need to be in the discussion uh, and responding and just like you would if you were a student, basically. Um, and especially at the beginning of a semester, you need to be in those discussions. You've got to model for those students, for, model for those kids what, what it is you're expecting. If it's not important enough for you to be there... Then it's and, not important enough for them to be and there. Engaging and and then doing that. Right. Um, so, I've, are you ready for me to share my, yeah. my my discussion board trick? Okay. So, um, <clears throat> this came about over I don't know maybe a year and a half of me just trying different things, and I have come up, and I don't know that I'm the first person to ever do this. I don't really think I am, but it. I call it discussion masters. And so what I do is before the class starts, I see how many students I have in the class. And however many students I have in the class, that's how many discussion boards I'm going to have. Because each student is going to be the discussion master for one discussion board. So on day one, I explain to them. If it's an online course, I make a video explaining it to them. And I assign them out and I tell them, this is what's expected of a discussion master. You're going to decide as the discussion master. So let's say I make you the discussion master. It's up to you to decide how you want people to respond. Do you want it to be audio? Do you want it to be video? Do you want them to do a picture collage? Do you want them to create a comic book strip? How do you want it to happen? Uh, or do you just want them to write? So that's on the discussion master. Then at when the discussion boards have been posted, it is on the discussion master. They're not grading them, but the discussion master presents like the top 10% of the posts uh, and, and kind of summarizes those and, and talks about why those are good posts. <clears throat> and what I found was when I started doing this, all of a sudden these little short, I agree, I disagree things went away um and from the feedback that i've gotten on it they're going away because the students are all of a sudden realizing how hard it is to actually get anything out of an i agree or i disagree um, by allowing them to kind of set the tone 
<coughs> that means they get a lot more variance, right? It's not just go type 200 words or 250 words or whatever. Now, I'm still setting the questions. I'm still asking the questions that I want to ask about the content to get them to engage. But by allowing the students to kind of take it over, for some reason that intimidation factor seems to be out of it a little bit. And we're getting more variance in answers. I'm getting more complete answers. I'm getting more engagement with the postings. Even after they they are done and graded, they're still going back and talking about those things. And to be quite honest, I'm getting way more interesting discussion boards. It's not the same thing written over and over and over and over. And I think part of that is just due to as they become a discussion master, they start to see, okay, no, like now I get it. I get what she was wanting from us. And that's, that's just get, finding a way to inspire buy-in. Right. You know, now I'm teaching future teachers, so they need to be figuring out how to do, they're going, they're going to have the same problems I'm having. Um, so that was one of the reasons why I, why I came up with this. Um, the other thing that the discussion master has to do or that they are in charge of is making sure that there's no incorrect information, right? So not a disagreement, that's fine, but no actual incorrect, totally wrong information, right? So if somebody gets in there and they're like, the sky is purple, okay, that's incorrect information. It's blue. This is Tennessee. We have a blue sky most days, you know. Sometimes a little gray. There goes this week. <laughs> Green if there's tornadoes. But outside of that, it's not really purple. Right. You know, so they are tasked with looking for that incorrect information. The other thing that that helps with is as we start to review, as we're looking towards assessments, that means I've got at least one student for every topic that has become the subject matter expert. So overall with discussions... Mm-hmm. As you mentioned just a minute ago, we t- many places have tended to place that discussion board value as the lowest in the graded area. You know, the quizzes, the exams, the final exam probably total ninety percent of your score, and the discussion boards is ten. Yeah, so I've changed my grading. That's okay. the other piece with the discussion masters because of what I ask them to do. Um, in my classes, I don't do a whole lot of quizzes and tests just because of the way my classes operate. Um, but what I do, so they each have a key assessment that that's worth the biggest chunk. Uh, that would be like their final. Um, but discussion boards outside of that final assessment, everything across the board is the same. So discussion boards are not less than quizzes or homework or essays or projects it's the same and so with that one of the big things is if the and if the faculty member thinks of it as that 10 percent, the students are as well but you got to kind of think as to why the faculty member is thinking of it that low And that's because probably historically they've had some of what we've been talking about, the Sunday school, the I agrees, the not really in-depth, 
But ultimately, if you if you do the discussion board right, you engage as a faculty member. You have set it up to where you've got buy-in and engagement. Discussion boards, you can actually ultimately get as much understanding about their under. You can get as much understanding about their level of knowledge for the topic area as you could with an exam or Mm -hmm. anything else. And really, I mean, this may be an unpopular opinion, but in actuality, I feel like I can get more under, get a better understanding of where they are with their knowledge in the subject based on a discussion board posting than I can a multiple choice test. Well, especially with that, we know that most multiple choice tests are nothing more than the base of Bloom's taxonomy. It's right. it's it's that root memorization that, you know, whereas we can at least get up more <laughs> we can get up more uh higher in the in the pyramid there when it comes to Bloom's with the interaction. Right. Right. And that's what I was going for. Like I said, it's been you know, there are still tweaks in that system in this discussion masters deal uh i was talking about it at a at the conference that i was that i did last week last week two weeks ago i don't even know at this point i presented last week you You presented last week i did the week before um but when i presented at that conference and i talked about discussion masters you know one of the questions i got asked is well do you give them do they get points yes they get points for it it's part of their job as a discussion master. So if I've got 20 kids, they'll actually have 21 discussion grades. 20 for their for the 20 discussions, one for each kid and one discussion grade is their how they did as discussion master. Um now, do I give out extra points? No. I don't. Uh, a I'm not a huge fan of extra credit. Um in general, uh but that's just me. Well, David, don't break everything in the office. You about broke your new perfect chaos cup. I did not. It's very well constructed. It is very well constructed. Um, but, you know, they, they do get points. They, they do have, I give them a list of expectations of what they have to do as a discussion master. So it's not just a random, oh, this was a hard topic, so I'll, no, everybody gets, everybody sees what they're supposed to do, um, but it has, I think, given them an opportunity to take more ownership in those discussion boards, which, to me, that's where you create the buy-in, uh, when they start to own it and they start to see, you know, oh, well, this really did work to have everybody do a do a comic strip or this really didn't right so in my world having having people do a comic strip about something like gamification okay that makes total sense right uh if you were doing it you're probably not going to have them make a comic strip about i don't know like cutting into somebody's jugular or whatever that thing is that you talk about that puts an iv into their leg bone probably not comic strip worthy you know it it is also giving them some of that, some of that that we learn as teachers as to not just what are good assessments, but what are appropriate assessments for the topic. 
so that the discussion masters thing has has kind of been a game changer for mine. Um, so if anybody tries it, let me know how it works uh, in your classroom because I I do think it works it works really well in mine, um, and has gotten me to where I can get some some good engaging answers. So as we start to wrap up, kind of the key thing here is if you hate the discussion board, your students are going to hate this. To so find a way to realize that this is a this is a very good assessment tool for your students. Find a way that fits you because obviously things that are going to work for me or things that are going to work for you may not work for everybody, but buy in with your students and, and figure out uh, ways to do this. It may be finding out if your system allows that voice or video aspect and, and change them up because you know if you're doing one a week for 15 weeks writing a 200 plus you know whatever the the uh, 200 is, words a week for 15 weeks with two 75 word responses each week is is just monotonous and people are just by the end they really don't care they're just going to try to get it done and so find out different ways by that engagement find ways to draw out that same conversation we normally get uh in the classroom so Time to rock on to your tip of the week. Tip of the week. Um, so this week, uh, I wanted to share this new, it's a new program to me. It's not a new program, but it's it's one that a colleague introduced to me. And it is called Perusal. It's P-E-R-U-S-A-L-L. Uh, and so when you, we'll make sure we put the link to it in show notes. But if you go to their website, which is perusal.com, um, it calls itself a social e-reader. It is free. You can upgrade it, but the free version is what I use because we've already had this discussion that I'm way cheap. Um, and what you can do, you can upload articles, scans, videos, podcasts, any kind of media, whatever you want your stu- students to read, listen to, watch, etc. And as they read, they're able to annotate. Now, what the cool thing, well, multiple cool things, but one of the cool things is they can start responding to each other's questions and comments. They can ask questions. If it's a video or a podcast that you're talking about, they they can, when they make their comments, it timestamps it. And then they can engage with each other as they're annotating. Data-wise, it gives you a breakdown of when people were on. So, you know, if if you assigned... A reading due the next week it would tell you when people were interacting with that reading um so it gives you that breakdown it tells you it gives you a confusion report so if several people have asked questions about a specific thing you get that confusion report tells you how much time they were actually on the information and how much time how much of that was active time versus just having it pulled up and open um i'm fairly certain that all of us have at one time or another had some video that we were required. Typically it's a training video and we turn it on and mute the computer and then open another tab and keep rolling. Um, Unless they've gotten smart about it on some of them and it will automatically pause if you do that. Yeah. That's why you have multiple devices. (laughs) So this does gauge your active time versus just, having it open um it tells you how many comments each student has made and it will actually give you a participation grade if you want it to for each student based on how much they engaged with the material how much they engaged with each other uh what types of comments they were leaving 
you know, if it was the I agree or if it was actually, oh my gosh, I never thought of this this way, yada, yada. Um, it's really been a good way to get my students to read and to make sure that they have read before they get to class, which, you know, uh, students are perhaps notoriously bad about that they think that was just a suggestion to actually read the material before they came in. Um, but getting them to read has led to better discussion once we get them in class. So we're going to put the link in the show notes. Definitely worth trying at least once or twice in your classroom just to, and you can do it. I mean, I used it the other day in class. I gave them an article right then and I was like, okay, we'll spend 10 minutes. Everybody hit perusal. You can set up your class. And so you, you're sending stuff directly to that class. It's just a really neat, um, it's an app. It does, we have not gotten it integrated with our LMS yet, but it does integrate with, with several of the LMSs. And it's available to integrate to ours. We just, we're just now starting to use it. So there's several of us trying it first. And there we go. So as we conclude today, we always look forward to recording these episodes and engaging with each one of you. However, without your feedback, we don't know what you're thinking. So please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find out all about us on our Perfect Chaos website at www.perfect-chaos.org. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at PerfectChaos7. And you can also find us on Facebook at A Perfect Chaos and the number seven. You can also find us personally at... Uh, my Twitter is at DRR Blevins. And mine is DSBLEV. If you're following us on the anchor.fm platform, you can hit the message button and send us a voice message. So if you've uh, started to implement the discussion masters that Ron has been talking about today, don't forget to hit that button and send us a message and let us know what you think. We'll include you on our next episode as well. And furthermore, we have also opened up the listener support tab on Anchor. If you feel led, you can also support the podcast with a small donation that can be used to support our podcast capabilities. And don't forget about the Perfect ah, Perfect Chaos clothing line that's available through the Pursue companies at PursueOutfitters.com forward slash Perfect Chaos. And you can find there our uh, short sleeve and long sleeve t-shirts and a couple of different colors there for you. So until next week, remain remain calm. Easy, Easy for, for me to say. say. <laughs> remain calm in your perfect chaos. <laughs>